Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Trainer. Thanks so much for listening. We have Chris Maddog Russo from SiriusXM and MLB Network on the show today. 45 minutes with Dog on about a million topics of him just giving his Chris Russo takes and doing his thing. So, it was a lot of fun uh, speaking to him. If you missed last week's show, it was a great one. Mike Tirico from NBC Sports and Steve Kornacki is now uh, doing the NBC pregame show to break down the NFL playoffs. Both were on the pod last week. Chris Long two weeks ago. So check those out. And uh, if you can subscribe to the media podcast, if you're not a subscriber, hit that subscribe button. Very important. All right. Let's get right now to the great Christopher Mad Dog Russo. All right. Joining me now, one of my favorites always. From Sirius XM on the Mad Dog Sports Radio channel, 3 to 6, Monday through Friday, High Heat, MLB Network, the legendary radio host, Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Dog, how are you? Oh, Mr. Trainer, how are you doing today? Thanks for the shout out, by the way, that I read about a couple of weeks ago. That was awfully nice. And I'll see if I can track down Mark Schlereth for you on this program today. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see your producer, Eddie, was giving you a little intel because <laughs> I know you're not listening to Mark Schlereth and Pat McAfee even on your own channel. <laughs> I heard about it. Go ahead. I was called a turd. You have, which is not right, which is fair. I don't, who cares? I don't care. It's fine. It's good. I wish they would have mentioned my name or my column, get a little plug in at least. Why I not? Care. I mean, it's yeah. just part of the business. You can have some fun with the heck. We're not nuclear scientists. You were, you were upset because uh, I, I did the top 10 things I was thankful for in sports media and you didn't like number eight. I was number eight. That was the number I was at, right? It really it was, was a very loose ranking. It wasn't. Well, you know, technical... you know what I didn't like about it? 
You, you can't put your podcast subscribers as number one or two for crying out loud. That is kissing your rear ends. I understand it's yeah. a business scenario, but yeah. you can't put them that high, James. Listen, now that you are doing this podcast, digging up the past for Sirius XM, you're going to see how you need to kiss people's asses to get people to listen to the podcast. Oh, I understand. I've been killing the channel as it is. I mean, you can't find that damn thing if you look for it all over the place. That's First digging all, up the past. There's eight billion podcasts in the world right now so if you can get someone to listen to your yours you got to kiss their ass a little bit 100 percent. it's not that easy uh, there's so there's much so, it's, it's ridiculous it's ridiculous there's, there's, there's too many so what you're telling me is there's just too many podcasts it's, oh, uh, it's, it's it's out of control everybody has a podcast dog everybody so you really don't have it's hard to think it's hard to distinguish yourself i understand very wow. very very interesting. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that is a problem. Anyway, I can, get, I can get people. I can get people to read my column any day. Get them to listen to a podcast. It takes a lot of effort. Really interesting. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I didn't think too much of it. We did an awful lot of work for that podcast for four people, which is a problem. But we'll have to live with <laughs> Eric in Queens. Eric in Long Island. We'll have to live with that. Anyway, how you doing? Things good. Um, yeah, I think, think things are good. Things are good. You know, this is insane what's going on. So you just try to survive. Let me, before we get into anything, I want to start with the single most important thing that I need to discuss with you more than anything in the world. Did you have the Browns last night? I did not. And I would have taken the Ravens uh, because I did a big thing yesterday. Everything that happened in the NFL this weekend went against what you're looking for, for juice down the road. You know, Buffalo kind of clinched the division by beating Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, Green Bay won in a Saints loss, which kind of puts the Saints out of it for the top seed. Kansas City doesn't have to beat New Orleans this week to get the top seed. Now, the Pittsburgh lost one of two home games against Atlanta and the Chargers. They're going to be the top seed. Minnesota loses to Tampa, which kind of gets Tampa in, Minnesota out. Giants lose to Arizona, and then Washington wins, which takes some juice away from the NFC East. And Arizona now is in very good shape to be the seventh seed in the NFC. You know, my New England. England lost on Thursday, killed them. Miami lost. The Raiders got beat. So you got to put the Raiders out of the So everything that happened on Sunday and then last Thursday were negative. So I would have stuck with that negative trend. So as a result of that, I would have taken the Ravens. But for whatever the reason, I couldn't get into it. Not the game, just the betting aspect of it. So I would have laid low. But if you had, listen, there's always a game like that every now and then where you absolutely get killed. And if you had, to, what was the final three? The line, the line was three all week, and then before the game, it went up to three and a half. It was three and a half for, at a lot of places yesterday. Well, three and a half. I mean, you really feel terrible about it because not only did you, you know, you got you got a break with the line and you're going to win at least to push. You know what? I was going to probably lose anyway, but that's a terrible way to end the game. And you got to be careful of those kinds of things. You saw it a couple of years ago with Miami when they ran back to kick off with a touchdown against New England, which helped me in that particular instance. But you have to be careful. There's, there's a big difference between there's a big difference between a kickoff and what happened last night. Last night's as bad as it gets. You can't get worse than last night. That's worse than a Hail Mary. Wasn't the Miami thing a kickoff too, though? And they ran back for a touchdown against New England. I don't think they were like 30. Th that play oh, last night was. Oh, they were laterals. They were that laterals. play lasted 30 seconds of laterals. That's a long last time. Night. 
Yeah. Last night. Well, yeah. the Miami was lateral too that worked. And I had Miami, but you know, you watch enough football, you bet enough, you know you're gonna get killed. I thought the line was three. If it was three, it's a push to a loss. If it's three and a half, it's really bad. You saw it coming. You saw as soon as I started throwing a ball around at yeah, the yeah, ten yard yeah. line, yeah. you saw it coming and he got buried with it and you know abc got a little confused because they didn't know what the final score was so if you had the browns you said well maybe they didn't get a safety out of it but obviously they did i wrote this i wrote this last week when the seahawks uh the eagles covered against the seahawks on a hail mary late and i said it's ridiculous in this day and age now where you tune into any sports channel or any sports show there's five thousand gambling commercials on it and it happened in Seattle, Philly, and it happened last night where Levy, Greasy, and Riddick don't mention the spread or the swing. They don't even reference it like Al does. Al does it in that sly way, like, oh, that was overwhelming or something. <laughs> don't you think these guys have to mention yes, it? Yes, they should. Uh, yes, they should. They should. There should be a, some uh, innocuous inside theme that they understand what the safety meant, especially in this case when the game was over. So the only thing about the safety that is interesting is the point spread. It's not like it won the game for somebody. It's just a point spread theme. Right. And yes, I think Levy in that situation, it's not, it's the play-by-plays guy to do that. Not the ex-football player. It's the play-by-play guy. So I blame that on Steve. He has to throw it out there. Oh my gosh. If he had the Browns now, Scott Van Pelt, kind of indicated that on ESPN. Oh, he more than indicated it, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see enough of him, but I could tell he yeah. he gave you that look. So right away yeah. you knew that he was going to go in that direction. But, the, yes, Steve should have brought up the idea that the point spread was affected. And mm. if the NFL gets mad, well, I don't want to hear it from the NFL. They, they're they in bed with all these fan duel and all these gambling houses anyway. That right. should have been brought up 100%. That was a hell of a game. Yeah. Uh, you know, the other thing they did last night that bothered me a little bit, too much on the moral victory thing for the Browns. Mm-hmm. Oh, they proved they can play. Look at Cleveland. You got a football team. They were 9-3. and three. They had a chance to win, to, to challenge Pittsburgh in the, in the division, they had to seal the playoff spot, to stay out of Baltimore. Now they lose. They're not going to win a tiebreaker from the Ravens, who have three easy games. Cleveland could easily lose another one. Giants, Baltimore. I'm sorry, Giants, Pittsburgh. So, I mean, Cleveland could end up as the seventh seed or even worse, not in the playoffs. And so the moral victory thing to me was a little tough to take. Uh, But the safety, the overall theme, you're right, should have been mentioned. Let's talk a little bit about the the business of radio. First, tell me about yourself. How difficult has it been doing these shows since March when COVID exploded in this country? I think, you know, before the show began each day, you said, geez, this is going to be overwhelming. What the hell am I going to talk about for three, four hours? I think once I got into it, I figured out that to to be a little different, be a little more creative, do a lot of music, which I did, do some politics, a little of that, do some health and, you know, Christy, Chris Christie came on a lot, do some doctors. We did some of that. Uh, You know, I tried to break it up as much as I can. I love the opening day thing I did in late March when I put on about eight guys in two days who had all been on teams that got off to great starts. Paul Monitor on the 87 Brewers who won, you know, 13 in a row. Tory on the Braves who won all those games in a row with Atlanta in 82. Did a lot of that. Uh, did a lot of that uh, Laurel Canyon stuff. I was able to finagle it and maneuver 
Uh, I don't remember too many times I said to myself, wow, this is a rough show. I was awful. A couple of those, but not that many were. So I'm not doing a good job here. I felt we got through it decently. You had enough to discuss. Golf started in June. You had all the baseball wars with the prorated contract things. That gave me some juice. Yeah. I had a big fight with Yelich one day, so that helped. Um, I got through it okay. Uh, I kind of looked at it a little bit as a challenge. Um, you know, the calls were pretty good. They were looking to talk to somebody, get away from the uh, the the strangeness and the depressing aspect of what this pandemic was all about. Uh, so I was able to get through it. I've obviously I missed college football because I have not been into the college. Well, football. the season's a complete joke. Oh, it's a joke, and I, I you know it's a joke. Uh, I, that's hurt me a lot in the fall. Mm. Uh, the baseball was, you know, amputated. It was kind of weird. Right. A legitimate champion. Dodgers were a legitimate. Yeah, team. we disagree vehemently on that one. Yeah, they were legitimate. No, they weren't. Yeah, they were. They would no, have won anyway. That team's no, out of the team. 60 Jim, games is not a legitimate season. You know, you're telling me the Dodgers wouldn't have made the playoffs over 162 games? You don't know what happens with injuries. Oh, you, what, if, what if two starting pitchers blow their arms out? Well, they won by 13 games. What, the but Dodgers in won 60, in, in, Listen, waking the playoffs is different than winning the World Series. They won seven straight divisional championships, the Dodgers. They were not going to win. Doesn't mean it's not a re- it doesn't mean it's a real season when they play one-third of the games. Well, the Dodgers have been in the playoffs. Probably. All right. Well, was the playoffs legitimate? No. Why not? They, they were they, the were they played in home? Were they playing in home field? Were they playing? Well, that hurt the-, the Dodgers. They had the best record. If anybody that hurt them, they didn't get a home field advantage. It doesn't matter who it hurts. It's not legitimate. There's no oh, fans. There's no home field. They're they're, they're doing these hokey uh, second man on second base. They didn't do that in the playoffs. This was not a legitimate season. I think that's unfair. Uh, I'll buy the idea that the 60 games was, you know, a little truncated. I'll buy that. But the Dodgers winning the championship when they won seven straight divisions, had been the two World Series, and got through Atlanta and Tampa. Jimmy, I'm surprised. That's, I'm sorry. That's, I don't agree. Legit. I like I like I like not agreeing with you. Ah, we disagree on that. What else? Let me. What else do you disagree with me on? No, I, um, oh, let, well, let's keep it to the radio business for now, because I also want to know, doing the show from home as opposed to the serious. Yeah, I don't XM like student. it. I, I don't like it. I, I like the lifestyle because you don't have to commute 17 hours a week. Right. From Connecticut into Manhattan. Right. So I do like that. And that saves that's a lot of time. It's three and a half hours a day on a train. So you do like that. Uh, but the juice of doing it on your third floor is not the same. The connection isn't the same. There are delays with the phone calls. There's a half a second delay. And what no. do you have? A producer come to your house every day to do the show? Once a week. Once, oh, a, once week. a week. Okay. When Eddie comes up once a week, I we set it up. He does. He reproduces from his house. Somebody else is at their house. You got three different locations. So, as, as, as someone who's listened to you for thirty years, I never thought I'd ever see you on Zoom. Well, I had Eddie come up today specifically for you to do this on Zoom so we get on the air properly. Uh, But I do miss the energy, the studio, the by-play that you have with live people in the building with you. I don't miss the commute. I mean, I mean, I, I don't have, you know, I can do something between the end of TV and the beginning of radio. I can do something for an hour. I can't do that when I'm in the city. So that aspect of it, I do enjoy. But the vibe of the show is different. There's no other way around it. Now, if if we get through this coronavirus and 
we get back to normal whenever it is. Who knows? Will you do the show every day, Monday through Friday from the SiriusXM studios? Or now that you've done this, would you... Well, you've been doing the show. You do the show from home sometimes anyway, right? Before Occasionally. Corona? Whenever I get the TV, I got to worry about it. And I don't do the TV from home. Right. Okay. So, I mean, I have to... I, I, and the TV, normally I do it in the city. Right. So, I don't know where I'm going to stand with that. And I can do the radio from home. And I would do it more so from home if there was no television. Mm -hmm. But I don't know where we're going to stand with TV. So, it's a little premature. I can't gauge where I'm going to be at that point. I agree with you. We're probably be in this same scenario here through most of the spring and through the winter. And obviously through yeah. most of the spring, I wouldn't think we'd be back anywhere near New York to what Memorial day. Well, eventually though, we are going to go back to vaccines here. I yeah. mean, eventually we are going to go back, but uh, I, how I'm going to handle my life after that remains to be seen. I'm not sure yet. It's a good question. Now you listen, you've done this forever. You've had as much success as anyone could have in radio you got a nice little thing now with with the Sirius XM show, three to six, nice schedule, high heat. You love baseball. Do you still are you do you still keep up with all the radio business news and and get into that and stay like for instance, do you have thoughts on like Dan Lebetard leaving ESPN? Is that a guy where you'll go to like Sirius XM and executives and say this is a guy we should try to get, or do you? you're at the point where in your career where you don't care. You're just, no, they it. like Dan. Uh, I know they have spoken to him maybe in the past. So I don't feel like I have to, you know, suggest them because I do think they know that, you know, he might be available. I'm aware of it. Uh, do I know Dan Lebertard well enough to text him or call him and to talk about it? No, but they, I, you know, I am aware of it. Uh, I have not listened to, Craig and um, Evan are on at the same time I have. I've been on. I did call up when Benigno, right. uh, his last show, I, I did call that Friday. Uh, I did have Mike on our show here about a month or so when Whitey Ford died, when the Yankees played game five against Tampa. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, uh, you know, I have, um, you know, I know what's going on with Boomer and Giannotti, but as far as keeping up with it on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, no, I have not done that. I know I know what's happening, but I'm not listening. I'm not that up. To, I don't. I haven't heard the new morning show on ESPN. You know, I I, I not know sure they, many people have. Uh, I know they just moved some things around and they cut an hour away and they put uh, three people in there to do canty and those guys to do five to eight or well, something yeah, like that. that. Yeah, here in New York, they here in New York with Lebetard going, they're reorganizing everything. I guess over there. So I was aware. I'm aware yeah. of it. I'm aware yeah. of it. But I, I'm not living it day by day. You know, you're sort of in a little bubble. I'm in Connecticut doing two shows every day. I'm not that wrapped up, and you know, I'm more worried about my first serve than I'm worried necessarily about what's going on with Danny Lebetard. Right. Right. You, know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Go yeah, ahead. yeah. And um, with we mentioned you're doing this podcast for Sirius, digging up the past. Now, that I assume they come to you with that and have to explain what it is, and then you get cracking on it. Well, what we did with that one was uh, I didn't even know about it. I guess I'm supposed to do a certain amount of year in this contract I signed a couple of years, a year and a half ago. Wait to read the fine print. I, I was not even aware of it. Uh, I don't mind doing them. I love doing them. Uh, we did this one. We're looking for an historical angle. This one was an historical angle, the history of Thanksgiving Day football. We did it in three parts. You know, we had everybody on it you can possibly think of with the Cowboys and the Lions and the history of the uh, of the franchise. 
uh, of uh, why they did it and why Thanksgiving football started. You know, we had Parcells on about LT. We did Jimmy Johnson on the Leon Left game. Jason Garrett, the Giants got me Jason Garrett on his big game against Green Bay in the, in the mid-90s. We did Mike Pereira on the Luckett thing with the coin toss with Bettis. Um, you know, we did, uh, you know, we did Earl Campbell. He had 186 yards, one game against the Cowboys in 79. Uh, we did everything you could possibly think of to make it work. We also, you know, from a historical standpoint, I did uh, Joe Brown to talk about why they gave the game to Dallas. I did Howard Katz of why they put the third game up in 2006. He, of course, works the NFL. I did Ernie, my man, of course, about the history of the Lions. I mean, we did a lot on it. So we did a three parts. We did Belichick chimed in, gave us a board, gave us an audio tape on the LT interception against Danielson, 82 Giants against Detroit. So uh, we did. We got back old Madden sound clips that we had with Madden. If you wanted to know the history of Thanksgiving, we gave it to you. Now remember, it's got a short shelf life. Right. Because, you know, you're not going to listen to Thanksgiving Day football in March. Right. It's got a short shelf life. It aired, I think, November 18th was the first air date. But it's a podcast, so people can listen to it anytime they want. Yeah, but they're not going to listen to that again. That's a Thanksgiving Day theme they're going to get to. Yeah. So I'm not sure where they're going to go uh, if you're going to be inclined to listen to it you know if i do a big red machine one if i do that next about the big reds and you're gonna listen to that you can listen to the big red machine in october if you want to right right because there's a you know the you know let's say one year the reds are in the world series you want to go back to old reds things there's the big red machine thanksgiving day football is really only around thanksgiving Right. But I thought, and Bill Zimmerman did a great job. I did 16 interviews, I think it was. Mm-hmm. We did a good job of it. Uh, right. You know, uh, if you like the podcast genre, we did. I, I had never, I never heard it, but we did a good job with it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. 
you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, back to the radio business for a sec. Did you, you know, I don't, you have longevity on your side, you have success on your side, and I think it's SiriusXM. You can pretty much do what you want within reason. Did you ever, though, was it ever a challenge? Did you ever, did you have to debate with yourself about doing stuff on COVID and the election? Because you went there where a lot of sports hosts won't. I did a lot of, I've done a lot of COVID. Um, lot. I probably I think, put- listen, I, I don't want to interrupt you, but I don't see how you can cover sports and not do COVID when the sports has been affected by COVID every single day. hundred uh, percent. But I did COVID. I had a Vanderbilt guy on uh, from the Vanderbilt Do- Health Association. I did. Um, I certainly did. I had this Dr. Robert Wachter on four weeks ago out of uh, U.S., who's the uh, chairman of medicine for Cal. But when you're booking that, when you're booking those guests for you, it's a no brainer. Let's do this. Let's not shy away from it. Is that your mentality? Yeah. And I, yeah, I I didn't worry about it. Um, I did shy away a little bit from social justice and the George Floyd stuff. I mean, I'm not going to gain anything out of that. Not that I didn't discuss it at times, but you know, if you say the wrong thing and you don't mean it, you're dead. Look at my buddy, Grant, the play-by-play guy of the Sacramento Kings, Grant Napier, who got into that Twitter war with, and he got fired after 31 years. So, I mean, you, you're finished. So I, I didn't go there nearly as much I, with COVID. The election, I didn't do too much with that. I did do Christie. Uh, it was either the Friday before or the Monday before yeah. for 40 minutes. Because I put Christie on four or five times. I, I've heard him, yeah. yeah. He's good on. He's good on the air. And I put him on about the election. But overall, I did plenty of music. The COVID some touch social justice barely a little more of the election i haven't done any of the election since right i won't shy away i don't have a problem i thought it was interesting that you revealed who you voted for was that a tough decision for you to publicly say that on your show absolutely not absolutely not i've done that i've told people before i and i gave the reason i just think the world needed to settle down um, I, I think I may have said that the day of it was either the day before the day of the election. I don't right. remember which one it was, mm-hmm. but I did say that. Um, no, I didn't have any qualms about saying that. I don't know if Sirius liked it because Sirius puts out these memos to all the staff not to bring any politics into the equation and don't. I don't care. I'm going to tell you what I think and I'm going to do it in such a way it's going to try to stay out of harm's way. Um I tried to keep it as light as I could. I tried to keep away from the topics that were divisive. I didn't do too much of Drew Brees. Um, You know, I didn't do too much of the NBA's boycott there at the bubble. Um, But those are sports angles. So if you wanted to go there, at least you could go there. But you're not in there. You're not covering the fact that Trump won't leave the White House right now. No, no, I didn't cover that. Right. I mean, I did do Bettman twice uh, with the NHL bubble. I did Manford. Um, I did not get silver on. You're never getting Goodell on. I did cats on the NFL schedule. Uh, I did certainly plenty of draft stuff. I did as much as I could. Were you, your son Colin was on recently 
and was a big hit. Were you surprised he was? I mean, he was getting coverage in the post. He was getting coverage all over Twitter. Were you, were you surprised that people were so into hearing your son, Colin, who sounded just like the old man? Um, I knew he'd be good at it. I, I was somewhat surprised he got that much juice. I, I actually just put him on because he's such a Jaguar fan and he's been living and dying with the Jets trying to get a win. So he gets Lawrence. He loves college football. He, he, he got accepted to Clemson. He's been there and he didn't go, but he, he, he's, he, he's on top of the Clemson program and he loves Lawrence. And I put him on because the day before he was so crestfallen, he's home. I figured instead of me screaming and yelling about something for a change let's do something else the raider play fit that monday because that would have given lawrence to jacksonville so it was a big story i didn't force it it worked um how, I how, bad, does, it pro- how bad does he want to get back on now yeah, he, uh, you know what? He's pretty good. Yeah, he he never shy away. He's done a couple of podcasts recently. He's never shied away. He he's got you know. I feel that he could handle anything. He's not great with baseball. He's not going to break down Wimbledon. He's not going to tell you about uh, you know Dustin Johnson at the Masters. He's not going to do those kinds of sports. He do some baseball. Loves the A's, uh, but the the golf, the tennis, off loves the gonna, MMA. He, loves the boxing. You know, is he going to become? A, is he going to become a regular with you? No. Are we headed that way? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Right. I, I don't think I would do that. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Uh, that bail. I, I don't want to put that kind of pressure on him. Okay. You know, he, you know, he goes on, he goes on the morning man a little bit because he's okay. close to that check. Right. Because remember Evan Cohen, my morning host went to Wisconsin. Right. And Colin and Colin also had COVID and was stuck in a Madison holiday Inn for 13 days around Labor Day. Uh, four or five of those days, 104 temperature. So from that standpoint, and uh, Evan put him on. Any so lingering? Put him on. Does he have any lingering issues from having COVID? No, nothing at all. That's good. No, no nothing. Okay. No, nothing lingering. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, uh, he, you know, he came home. He's, you know, he feels obviously liberated from it because he knows he's not going to get it again. He did the antibody test. Right. So I mean, he's done a pretty good job. You know, he's a he's he's a pretty smart kid. Um, he loves the sports. I got, you know, I didn't take him last year. I was going to take him to, um, to visit the ballparks, the, the baseball parks. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to do it. He didn't have a graduation present from high school. I wasn't able to do it. So I told him this year, if there's fans, I said, pick a section of the country, maybe the Midwest, Milwaukee, Minnesota, Wrigley Field, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, or this part of the country, Fenway hasn't been to Camden, Philly, and we do a road. We do some road. We do some road trips for you. So uh, we'll see if we can put that together. That, I, I uh, the year I graduated college and the year after, two summers in a row, me and my buddies got in the car and drove and did the road trip to the stadiums, and it was. The greatest thing I ever did, because I sadly I'm old enough where I got to see old Tiger Stadium, which That's did a good not one. get credit for being as good a stadium as there was. Great that stadium. Is, it's up there with Fenway and Wrigley, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I didn't. I went. I've been by Tiger on Michigan Avenue, but never inside. Yeah. But everybody says the same thing. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, and the Fenway thing about Fenway, the thing you don't like about Fenway, you can get stuck in a lousy seat. Where, you know, Wrigley's a little more, it's a, it's a little different. Fenway, yeah. if you're down that right field line with those poles, it's a lousy, it's a lousy seat. But yeah. anyway, I thought I might do that for Colin. That he's be been good. to Dodger Stadium, he's been to San Diego, and he's been to San Francisco. 
So maybe not the West Coast, but maybe something in the East or the Midwest. Scale of one to 10, with 10 being the least and uh, one being the least, 10 being the most. As a serious XM employee, when you hear Howard Stern resigns for five years, how happy are you? Uh, nine. It was important. Um, very important. Uh, it was good to, th- I mean, I'm just happy that he's happy that he still wants to work another five years. I'm happy by that. And, you know, anywhere that you're on, that he's on is a plus. Uh, so, I mean, I was very, I was, I was happy, you know, we knew this was in the process of being negotiated. So the announcement wasn't a shock. He had a sense, the inner workings of the company the last three, four months that, you know, if Howard, if it was amiable, this would work. He seemed to be happy. Uh, you know, you're worried about the pandemic, you know, you, whether he goes, yeah, I don't think he's going to come into the studio. Anymore. I think he likes, I think him getting to work from home played a fact is where I, as a stern diehard fan, where I got nervous is when the Jim Meyer news came out Jim, for those listening, Jim Meyer basically runs Sirius XM and he's retiring. And I know Howard liked him and had a good relationship. When I heard that, I said, Oh, I hope this doesn't mean Howard may say, okay, well now I'm gone. Yeah, I didn't think that. Uh, I didn't know about the home thing. I know part of him probably likes it at home, but he's all by himself there in his basement, so maybe he does miss. He likes that. He, he does likes like that. It. Oh does, yeah, oh, and yeah. he'll never come in again. He's going to be there forever. No, no, he's like you. I think he wants. He knows there's an energy. He's got. He needs Sal and Richard to. Run. Now he's not going to come into the studio every day of the week. He may come into the studio once a week, twice a week, yeah, once, a little one week out of the month. But for antics with Sal and Richard and and Gary and all that. He he also he knows he needs to be in there every now and again. Yeah, um, fair, fair. yeah. Um, did you? I had Tariko on this podcast last week, and he spoke very highly of you. And I had Steve Kornacki on, who's doing the uh, little oh, playoff good. stuff. Isn't that good? He, he's good. He's, he's very good, good, right? And he's a good sports fan because you can tell. Even on Sunday, he made sure this is a big second half of Pittsburgh, right. you know, in the Buffalo game. So you know, he is not just a guy who fools around with numbers. He's good. I think he's a big football fan. I don't think it's just. I had him on last week. He was very good. He was. He very was. Good. That's a good yeah. spot. That's I had him a good Tariq, job on your part. I very had him and Tariq on last week. So listen, I know Eddie does your Twitter. You don't do the Twitter. Right, Eddie does it. Yeah. So I, I went on Twitter and I asked my followers if they have questions to you. And surprisingly, a lot of them sent in good questions. I figured this would be a chance for them yeah, to do something different. different. Go ahead. So um, one guy, Ken Gelman, asks, this is a good question. Are you going to do the Super Bowl trivia contest this year? Because who knows if there's going to be fans in a trip to give away in the, with the pandemic. So what, what's the status of the Super Bowl I, uh, contest? Still a little un- that's a good question, Ken. Still a little undecided. We probably it, w- it will be a scaled down trivia thing if we do anything at all. Uh, because you're right, there's going to be no tickets. You know, uh, if there's only 20,000 fans, we're not getting ten tickets. You know, then right. I, uh, Chris Russo is not going to get the ten tickets. So you got to remember, mm. it's not just a fan. Oh, well, it's not just well if they're going to allow fans. It's how many fans. And it's not, it's a small stadium anyway. It's only a 70,000 seat stadium. So uh, we were going to be under the gun to get all those tickets to begin with. But I would think that um, not yet been completely decided. I think we'll do something. It won't be a full-fledged trivia thing. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, Mike Lippert, I hate to admit how much I missed Dog's Oscar previews and movie season roundup. What were your favorite movies of 2020? And your thoughts on the future of movies, which is a very good question because the movie theaters here have been destroyed by the pandemic. Yeah, I'd ha- I haven't seen a movie in a long time. Uh, you know, like nobody else, I haven't seen anything. I don't even know what came out early last year. I'd have to even go back and look what came out and what I saw in January and February. I have been very into Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I watched... Um, do you know how to work the Netflix or you have to yeah, have your kids I do it? Do. Okay. I know how to work it. Uh, I watched uh, 66 episodes of uh, the old Americans, which I had never seen. Right. Very good. I watched the... Uh, I, I, I watched all the crown except for season four, which I'll get to. I watched, I caught up on two seasons of Homeland, which I had gotten off of, and I, I watched that. Uh, right now, I love the HBO they are doing. I certainly watch that. And right now, I'm getting into Yellowstone because that's very good with Costner. I watched the first season of that. So, yeah, a lot of people. Do. I'll tell you what you did at the beginning of the pandemic. This isn't a movie or Netflix thing, but I was with you on this. You were talking every day about how you would watch every night you would watch All in the Family. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And I've done that myself through this pandemic. That show is as good as it gets. Yeah, I, I haven't watched it recently, but I watched yeah. the first four or five and a half seasons. Was, phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal show. And I've watched a lot of the musical documentaries. I watched the BGs one last night on I HBO. Have that ready you to seen watch. that? That's I, I'm going to watch it either good. tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good. You know, I've gone back to watch the old stuff on video with uh, I even sat there a couple nights in a row and watched Costas do later with Costas on Crosby, Stills and Nash and Roger McGuinn. You love I that old that. music. Uh, I've been texting Bob and I've been telling Bob about that. So, yeah, yeah I, I have um, I, I, I filled the show. But the Netflix, I've watched a, I've watched a sh- and I, well, I finished the Ozarks. 
is right. another one. Yes. I mean, so I have watched a ton of stuff on the Netflix. Um, and again, right now I'm in the Yellowstone. Yellow, have you seen Yellowstone? I have not, but everyone says it's good. I know Very I gotta good. check it out. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Uh, this is a funny question by Chris uh, Fenthal. I don't think it's meant to be answered, but he knows you love your travel scenarios. Will Chris be breaking down the travel itinerary of the COVID vaccines? <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, it's funny. You'll laugh at this. I have a workout guy who has since last week went to Florida for the winter, right. who is a former huge bigwig at Pfizer. Okay. So he told me, and Eddie Erickson be my witness, probably about six weeks ago, uh, status reports on the virus, on the, on the vaccine. So I would tell people on the air, well, you know, this we're closer than you think. Right. I heard you. He told me he told me where the vaccines were located, where they were shipped from. You know, he gave me the exact dates. And then when I had the Watgaron, the doctor from California, I just to check Dean to make sure he's giving me right information. I threw it up to Watka. He said, your friend got it right on the button. You know, because he told me two shots within 21 days. Right. He gave me everything. So like, I was on. So so I did. I, I've been on the on the vaccine thing. I like what Greasy said last night. You know, he woke up and he's you know having his breakfast and he saw the first vac, uh, first big UPS truck right. at some warehouse. Uh, again, I think that um, I think by April first, April first, you and I, Jimmy, will be able to get a shot by April first. And you've already said you want it right in your fanny, right? I, I said that, I think, you know, this idea that I'm not going to take these shots. Why would anybody not want to take it? It's 90 for 95% you that mistrustful of the government. Well, well I, I don't know. I, I, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't put it all necessarily on the government. I think there are a lot of people. I'm one of these people. I'm, I'm not a big medicine guy. I think it does a lot of things. Now this is a different situation. Obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic, but you know, this pe there, there are people who run to the doctor for every little thing and they get medicine and there's, you know, and there's people who, are not medicine people. So I, you know, but this is a different, obviously situation. So, um, you know what I get a lot of people asking, a lot of people asking if you like the sour shoes impressions. Yes. If you know, I know, I don't know. People should know that this is a good question from someone named Calabrese. I love how dog always busts the chops of his coworkers and even SXM serious XM management. Does anyone ever get offended or no. has he ever been told to tone it down no. on a specific person? He always says no. he's kidding, but I'm sure he can land wrong at the, sometimes. Uh, you know what? There's always a germ of truth. Uh, never has anybody, and Eddie Erickson be my witness, they may not like it, but nobody has ever said anything to me, Chris, can you lay low here, please? Now, nobody. So uh, whether that's the GM, whether that's the CEO, whether that's the whoever that might be. And I, you know, I mean, I don't go too crazy on it, but I do. And I love to pick on Tory and Spitz and all the guys who work for the Cohen and all the company guys. So I don't have any problem doing that at all. And nobody ever says anything. They never give me grief. That's why yep. it's a great place to work, Jimmy. You know that. Yep. It's a great place to work. A lot of people asking about sour shoes. It's amazing how much yeah, people no like problem it. With it. Yeah. I, and he calls me once in a while too. But you know, it's funny with one thing about sour shoes that's interesting. You know, I've been on Stern five times, but since sour shoes does, does a lot of Howard, it's almost like Howard doesn't need me on because he does, he gets his Chris Russo fix out of sour shoes. Right. So right. it's almost like sour shoes steals my spots with Stern because Howard talks to sour shoes. Doesn't need to talk to me. That's the one thing I do regret. There you go. I have to say, though, I went to Howard hates sports so much. So it's, I think it's tough to get a gay, guy like you on regularly. Um, I agree. I don't expect it. I figured we'd end with this. Let's fight about Tony Romo.
There's no one in oh, America correct. who hurts who hates Tony Romo more than Chris Mad Dog Russo. Let me ask you a question. Did you see that Kansas City Tampa game a couple weeks ago? I did. I and the fawning okay. over Brady was way too much. Uh, you did not have a problem with that. I just said the I just literally said the fawning over Tom I mean, Brady was way was, too much. And never and never brought up the handshake the week before against Goff at midfield. I don't get all worked up about the handshake. I, well, I think, that was Mahomes when he shook his hand. He shook him that night. Yeah, uh, but I'm saying I don't really care who's shaking hands with who after games. It's so irrelevant to me. I, you know, I wouldn't care that much. But I've never seen a, a he. You know, Goff shook his hand after the Super Bowl. I mean, I know I had a problem, but again, whether you care about it or not, shouldn't it be mentioned in a four-hour broadcast that Brady was under the gun sure. this week? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's know, a fair criticism. And and they were, oh God, did Tony because he talked to Brady on the Friday, or uh, they get access before the Chief game? Did they kiss his rear end that day? Or they what? kissed his rear end for three oh, uh, three God, and a half I hours. Couldn't, I couldn't take it, so that bothered me. Let me ask you a question. He does overwhelm overwhelm the game, though. He does overwhelm the game. I think he's been told to do that because he's very popular. People want to hear from him. So I don't know if that's him necessarily. I think CBS is pushing that hard. Uh, I mean, you know, they gave him $17 million a year to call these games. He's going to overwhelm the game. Right. Uh, He is. I mean, I understand that, but I I just think he's got to loosen up. Let the game breathe a little bit. Anyway, if, If you were programming... An NFL network that airs games, who would be your top team in the booth? Who, who would be your, it doesn't have to, no, it doesn't have to be a team that's together now. Who's your play-by-play person? Who's your analyst today? I tell you, you know, I, you know who I've always liked anyway, you know who's very good, and I think he's almost underrated because he's been there like a old shoe forever. Aikman does a hell of a job. Oh, he's great. Uh, he's, and he's got, he's great. He's great. I think he's, he's the a, best. Great, after Romo, he's I think he's great the best. Pres- He's got a great presence about him. And here's the thing about like Aikman. He doesn't overwhelm the game. He doesn't blow away the game. You don't leave the broadcast thinking that Aikman didn't let the game breathe. And he's also not afraid to take shots at the players, he, he which is a big you know, problem. The, the only negative I have with Troy, you can tell when he's upset when the Cowboys are losing. Because That's he does fine. a Cowboy game. Yeah. And he's done two Cowboy games in the last three weeks, and they lost both games. Washington on Thanksgiving, and he did the game against Baltimore, and you can tell he was frustrated as hell. That's the, but you got to give him that. He's a yeah. Cowboy. Yeah. Uh, but, I, but I love Aikman. The play-by-play guys, there's a lot of good ones. Nance, is, they're, they're all good. I mean, in their own ways. I mean, they're all good. Um, you know, Michaels has got the longevity. Buck is Buck. And, of course, uh, Nance is great. Ian does a good. They're all very, very good. Yeah. I don't want to go crazy and distinguish one over the other. Let me think who I would like. Life on the line, if I had to hear one of them. Let me see if I can give you one that you wouldn't have heard of. Mm. Well, you've heard of them, but there's something different. Is there one that kind of, I guess I got to take Michaels, but uh, I wish I could come up uh, like the 14 no, guy. Who's I good. understand. Yeah, but, no, I, but, it's a- but I, I do love Aikman. I do yeah, love yeah. Aikman. I will end it on this. Uh, I got a question here from Dan Carrado. I want to know if Chris ever, if you were able, ever able to discern whether or not Daredevil is based on a true story. Yeah, I know. That's now, a fan thing. Out of Go all ahead, your explain. gaffes over the years, what's that's the one good. you always hear about the most from fans? Uh, the duck was funny. You know, when going around the track racing the duck, when I did that, that that's one. Um the 49-3 Super Bowl with Buffalo and the Giants when they had the game 49-3 or 49-13, 49-13. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it turned out the Giants won. I've always heard, I've always heard that. That's two. Um, I probably, 
Uh, let's see. You know, I, I got in trouble once with the whole thing <laughs> with uh, Mike Keenan and Neil Smith, with Keenan leaving and Bettman getting in the way. And Bettman put the document out there about Keenan leaving and who is going to get the draft picks. That is one. I've never heard from it from Pat Riley when I killed, mm-hmm. we killed Pat about leaving via the facts. Right. Pat, never had Pat on since. But what, that, are, what are the what are the listeners and fans always bring up to you? Like the daredevil thing, true story. Like you get anything like that? The fans are always bringing up. Yeah, well, the forty nine to forty nine thirteen. Yeah. Um, the fans. What do they bring up that is interesting? It's been a while now with yeah. Mike. Uh, say something funny. Say, say something funny. Yeah, yeah, always get to say something funny. Yeah, you yeah. know, I get a lot of people who just missed the by play between the two of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I get a lot of, and I'll tell you right now, when Mike came on, you did you hear that, Spot? I did. I tweeted oh, about was, it, yes. Oh, he was tremendous. Yeah. I mean, he had Whitey and he had Game 5 Yankees, which he nailed completely about Chapman. He was worried about Chapman. He gave up the home run in the eighth right. inning. Right. Mike was so good that day. And when Mike is that sharp, my God. Uh, but that's the enigma of Mike. It's like, why when he's by himself does he sound like he's just – the most unhappiest person on the planet. And then he's with you and it's a whole, it's, you know, it's, well, I mean, he hadn't been with me for a long time. He hadn't talked in the right. air for a long time. So I got him and he was sharp as a tack that day. Right, Keep that right. in mind. I'm trying to think of this one that is, uh, it really, really, if you, I, don't have a, I know. Cause I know you got to go do your show. Let me do. I know you don't care. So that's why I'm bringing it up. I wouldn't do it to insult you. I know you don't care. And I find it funny and you're not on Twitter, but I'm sure do Eddie and your son or whoever, do they give a lot of these current players are not a fan of you mispronouncing the names, botching, saying, the are you aware of that? Uh, no, I'm not. It doesn't surprise me. Let me tell you a quick story. Quick story. I had a play. There was a player. I don't want to name the player because I didn't tell him I was going to do this. But there was there's a former player who's now in, in, in media, baseball media, ripped you on Twitter for mispronouncing names or something. I sent him a tweet and I said, he mispronounces everyone's names and everyone's every word. He's done it for 30 years, you know, da, da. And he's like, well, if he's on MLB Network, shouldn't he say the names right? I'm like, it's not part of your shtick. It's just that's the natural way you are, blah, blah. And, you know, it, was, it wasn't a disagreement. The guy sends me a message like two weeks later and says, I watched the 30 for 30 on Mike and the Mad Dog. I love Chris Russo now. Wow. True story, as you would say. That is fascinating. Yep. Yep. That is interesting. I do think, I do think, forget the radio. Right. Because the radio. Well, that's the issue. The issue is on your end. You're on the MLB channel. These players are watching it. Yeah, That's it. A lot of the younger guys, Jimmy, they don't get me. Right. They they don't go back to FAN. They're not popping on serious. You know, they're they're not paying attention to the daily machinations of how we're doing shows. And then I hear me screw up a name and I said, I can't take this guy. So who is this guy? I don't know what he's talking about. And so it, that could turn people off. I can understand that. Yeah. If you know me, it's part of the deal. You know, I, you know everybody knows I know who won the 1939 right. World Series. Well, there was a show a couple of weeks ago. You couldn't say Gronkowski's last name. I made sure to put that on Twitter. Yeah, that yeah. Is, uh, I get them all, but I don't hear it so much from the football. You're right. No, I it's baseball. From the baseball. I hear you're from on the, their network. Yeah. I'm on their network and they they take that and they look at that as a lack of Respect. knowledge yeah. with the baseball. And I would tell those guys, if you think that's the case, go watch that 17 minute interview I just did with Al when he won the Ford Frick Award. Did you see the Jim Palmer one I did that day? 
I didn't see Jim Palmer. I know about Al, obviously. Schmidt. I just did Schmidt last week because I did yeah. something on Dick Allen. You know, so but I do understand that. That's an, I had that's fascinating that you said that. A baseball guy who now gets it. How about that? After <laughs> watching the 30 for 30. Yep. Yeah. All right. I'll let you go do your show. Anything you want to get off your chest before you go do your show? How's Sports Illustrated doing? We're doing well. We are uh we've cleaned up some of a little bit of a mess we had. We we just hired Howard Beck, who's very good. MB, I know you're not at you know. Oh, he's know, very good. Yeah. Beck is excellent. Yep. Yes. So we, we, uh, I had, you know, me personally, no, once football came back, my web traffic, September, October, November was, was tremendous. Um, almost better than ever since, you know, I've been doing this column and, uh, I've had great guests on the podcast. So we're, we're, we are, how many podcasts? Uh, how many podcast, what are you doing? One podcast a week? How many podcasts should you do? Once a week, once a week. Yeah. Uh, and the podcast world is impossible. You're telling me, huh? There's just too much out there. Well, listen, you have the top people, you know, there's the top people who they get millions of listens, but if you're in that middle wrong, you've got to really just carve out your niche. You're going to get lost. It's very hard. First of all, it, it also, a lot of it depends where you work. You know, sports illustrated isn't known for podcasts. We're known for writing. So it's a hard, you know, but I have to say, you know, the people I get on who are in media, they're very nice. They come on, they do it. They don't have to. We've had a, I mean, the run of guests I've had lately, Herb Street, Nance, um, Tarico, um, who else has been on recently? You know, Buck comes on, you know, that's those are four heavyweights right there. Ian comes on, you know, I, I, so I, you know, I, I get good guests, which is, which is nice. And, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to do like a gotcha podcast. I like to have a conversation more than question, answer, question, answer. So, you know, it's just it's hard to break through because there's just so many out there. Yeah. Interesting. All right, make sure you watch the BGs. I will watch that tonight or tomorrow night for sure. It, 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 very good. It's been uh, hard to watch stuff because there's football on every night with with the scheduling going crazy. Every You know, so you get a night like tonight, there's no football. I'll probably watch the BGs thing. You can keep it up. Yeah. All, All right. right, Jimmy. Thanks, dog. Have a happy uh, you too. Happy Christmas holidays. and New Not Year. Dead, pal. Okay, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> All right, my thanks to the mad dog, Chris Russo. Great conversation. Love when the dog gets rolling. And he had his energy today, that's for sure, as always. If you missed last week's show, Mike Trico and Steve Kornacki were both on the SI Media podcast. Great interviews with each. Kornacki now doing the uh, NFL, NBC pregame and halftime show there, breaking down the playoff picker. So it was fun to talk to him. Chris Long, two weeks ago. So check those out and subscribe to the podcast. If you've uh, missed any, go into the archives and check those out. All right, again, my thanks to Chris Russo. And we'll see you next week right here on the SI Media Podcast. Take care. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.